millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the You Haven't Heard This Productions and Publications Network. For more great shows and blogs and vlogs, please visit www.yhhtmpc.com. Welcome to YHHTMPC. Wait, 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 wait. What does that mean exactly? Oh, yeah. You haven't heard This Music Podcast, a show about introducing lesser-known music of lesser-known artists from all over the world. And now, without further ado, a one, a two, a one, two, three, four... Hello and welcome to You Have Know This Music Podcast, episode 11 of season 5. I'm your host Wayne, welcome, welcome, welcome along. If you're not sure what this is, this is an independent podcast, we talk about independent music uh, and, and all the likes. I forgot what we normally say here, because it's been a couple of weeks. But Magazine the Stone Show. There you go, yeah, yeah. And that there is the dulcet tones of Richie Saylor. Richie is also a, a guest host, or not a guest host, he's a host, what are you on about? He runs the damn shows, Richie Saylor, Richie. Hi Wayne, they're not very dulcet, these, these tones, they're more squeaky. <laughs> I just remember what it is, it's a lesser known podcast for lesser known artists, that's what it is. Something like, I can't remember, I saw it completely. Wayne, you've got head. a nasty headache and it's, it's ruining your uh, It is, memory. it is. Yeah, we're starting a bit later tonight because I've been up the hospital. Well, I'm not getting into that shit. Right, anyway, our other host, as always, is Mike Five. Say hello, Mike Five. Hello, Mike Five. And, of course, our new host, our new regular host, is our, uh, our new friend, Austin. Say hello, Austin. Hello, Austin. Nothing. Austin. Austin, hello. How are you? You good? Shit, thanks for asking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a bad end. What's the matter? Got stood up by some cyber slot last night at the Matrix Bar in downtown <laughs> Modem. I'm telling you, mate, she is fit as fuck. Was really looking to get my one wet in her zero. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh. I'm out there, everybody. He's our new guest. He's our new host, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's the um, podcast AI, so we're not responsible for anything he says. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> we not get an AI with a better attitude. Well, the, the, the thing with Austin is, um, to, to use him properly, 
is going to cost me. So at the moment, what, what happens is you, when you sign up, you get like a premium like stuff briefly. So at the moment, I've got about 20 different Google accounts while I work out whether I want to keep them or not. <laughs> whether he's going to work out or not. You're on borrowed yeah. time, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> you cyber cunt. <laughs> oh, back, back to the podcast. If you're not sure what this is, we talk about independent music. That's what we do on every episode. We bring songs. We talk about that sort of stuff. As Richie said at the start of this, it is a magazine-type show. We have different sections. We start with a head-to-head. That's where me, Richie, and Mike bring a song that we love that has been sent to us or we found that is an unsigned artist or a below-the-radar artist. And we love it to death and we want to play it for you guys. And you you can enjoy it too that's basically it we also have the wild card where we blindly choose a song that's been sent to us it could be anything as the last few weeks have, have shown us it could be absolutely anything and it could be the best thing you've ever heard in your life or ultimately the fucking worst but we'll wait and see on that then we do the we're due uh, a good one aren't we I think we're due a good uh, one I hope so uh, we also have the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode. This is where we go. We choose a genre at random and we go away and we find some music of it. Or as of the late, we rewrite our own uh, in that style and bring it along and see if you know we understand what it is that we've been assigned sort of thing. Then we have a history session. I'll tell you about a song from history. And we finish up with an artist spotlight. Unfortunately, we don't have an artist this week. We don't have a, a, a spotlight to shine on anybody because we have no guests, which is unusual for us because we normally got guests. But there's no guest this week. We did have a guest, but she pulled out because she's playing Glastonbury. This is the best. It's the best excuse I've ever heard. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I said, to her, look, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, if if I got offered Glastonbury, I'd turn me down as well. Fucking too right. Who do we have as the guest? Alison Krauss or someone? No, we got uh, what was it? Oh Jesus! It's Jenny Jenny Colquitt. She's really fucking good. Well, that's why she's playing Glastonbury. <laughs> do you know? Do you know Jenny Mike? Uh, I know. I've heard. I know her music. I don't know her. But yeah, yeah, we've had her on as a guest before. I think maybe once or twice. Um, she did a live stream with us as well. But she, yeah, she's really fucking good. That's unfortunate, but she will come back and she can tell us all about Glastonbury. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's down for a different date, so we'll have her back uh, in the near future. Excellent. As Glastonbury's on this weekend, so uh, good luck, Jenny. I hope it all went well for you. If you're listening to this in the future, as you will be, because we're not <laughs> streaming this live. So, uh, well done, Jenny, or good luck, Jenny, or had, hope you had fun, Jenny, whatever the hell. Uh, we're going to do the bis now. This is where we pick somebody uh, who's a bit above our station, and then they can come along and have a listen to the podcast. They can either block us, ignore us, as most of the cases. They can give us a shout-out and give the artists a shout-out, and they can share the shit out of this because they like what we're doing and they like what the songs we're playing and they like the songs we're playing and the people who we're playing for. That's that's basically it. And Rich chose, before the, we started the recording, um, way back in the midst of time of our podcast, we played uh, this fantastic Icelandic uh, artist called... that is pronounced Iva but it's like Evior, E-I-V-I-O-R, I think it is. It's it's one of those O's with a, with a cross through, I think. She's from the Faroe Islands, isn't she? Yes, yeah, strange. Yeah, but not the Faroe Islands in, like, the Pacific. It's the Faroe Islands that is, like, an Icelandic way, sort of, like, north, yeah, towards the Arctic Circle, that sort of way. There's two fa- Okay, mine is blown. Spelt differently. Really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think one's spelt with an F and one's spelt with a P-H. I did not know that. I think you're making that up and you've got it wrong. Uh, possibly, but I'm sure when we were looking at it, that's how I sort of found it. But yeah, she's from, uh, she's she's Scandinavian-ish, that area. I don't want to upset anybody by saying something like that, because I don't know, you know, it, it can be 
problematic, but she's uh, from up north and it's really brilliant ethereal music. And if she listens to this, if you're either, I'm reading my own, I'm writing now. We, we love your music and uh, please share the shit out of this. Uh, we'll move on to the news now and we're going to hand over to Mike Fry because he has news. I've got some breaking news, which is that there's not two Faroe Islands. I reckon she's from Jersey. That's my take on it. <laughs> <laughs> made, made the whole lot up. It's bollocks. <laughs> I have got some news. So um, people that listen to the show may know that I run a small record label called Lights and Lines, which has is, is coming up to its first year anniversary, which is quite exciting. So on the 13th of July, it'll be one full year since we released our first release for want of a better word um which was a goes a good speed album which did really well it's absolutely amazing and we've powered through since we've released i can't remember the other day we released 108 songs in just under a year across different albums and eps and a couple of bonus things um but the news is um i wanted to share with everybody we've got two things we're doing to celebrate our birthday we're releasing um what i've called a summer singles series which i regret because i've now had to say it out loud four or five times it's really really difficult but it looks quite good um, but the summer singles series which is five um singles by five of our different artists coming out week after week across the summer that's part one there's also going to be a part two so there's a little break for a week or two and then there's going to be another set of singles that comes out uh, to celebrate our first year anniversary. And what I thought people on this podcast might be interested in is one of those songs, which is by a guy called Grim17, who we've played before and interviewed and is part of the team uh, as well. Um, not a very fucking good one. He's done nothing so far. Is he not? <laughs> I don't know how active he is. <laughs> he's, he's got about 50 other things going on, so I don't know why he signed up to it. But anyway, he's released all the stems to his song which is called bitter shine um for people to remix it which is really cool i think so um, we're looking for either because it's called bitter shine we're looking for either a bitter grim remix where you make it sound really miserable and shit or a shine remix shine grim remix where you make it sound really happy and lovely um we've already had a couple of entries we've got a few more coming in as well um and i will post the details and i'll send them to you richie so we can put it in the show notes if you want as well um but i think it's really exciting so any musicians listening to this which is probably don't know how much of the audience is musicians about fifty thousand. yeah cool so fifty thousand remixes on the way <laughs> guaranteed um but i think that's quite exciting and i think people really enjoyed doing it and the feedback's been really good so far uh, so that's my independent breaking news well firstly bike happy birthday to, to likes and that's the first <laughs> thing isn't it thank you very it? much congratulations you should be immensely proud of her you know shining a light on an independent artist yeah incredible incredible well done Mike thank you very much I didn't realise it would basically be like running a warehouse my, my room is now full of boxes of CDs <laughs> and envelopes oh dear well the, the things we do the things we do for love <laughs> exactly yeah it's all about love I love it so no it's cool but it's, it's been amazing really we've got we're planning to do even more next year brilliant uh, speaking of love if you the listener would like to show and shine a light on us and show us some love you can go over to yhhtmpc.com where you'll find all things the podcast and all the stuff we do over there and looking after other people and all the other people are under the banner of the uh, you haven't heard this publications and productions and you can buy us yeah, a you might as well there. fucking say it wrong while you're doing it 
Well, I don't. Just go over there. You'll see it all. You'll see a lot of it. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to buy us a coffee, because uh, then I could get some education and obviously learn how to read and do those sort of things. <laughs> That'll be lovely. Uh, anyway, let's let's move swiftly on with the show. We've digressed enough. We shall move now on to the first section of the show, which is the head to head. Right then, head to head time. Mike is leading uh, by five wins to Richie's three and my dismal two. So, Mike, five, you can go first this week. Oh, thank you very much. Um, well, this week I would like to introduce an artist called Sean Pandan Nicholson, uh, and his uh, this is actually his debut single. He's never released anything um, before, uh, and it's called Everything Ends. Um, and the only thing I'll say before we play it as well is it is part of our summer singles series, um, which I've now had to say again. So I really do regret calling it that. I'm um, enjoying the shameless promotion to death. Yeah, well, you said, have you got any news? So I was like, yeah, I'll talk about that stuff. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, we can talk about that again in a minute if you want. But um, yeah, Sean Panda Nicholson uh, with the amazing track called Everything Ends. I found... A nick in your flesh now An image of me now Watching the sun I know The pit of your stomach has moved from your belly into your chest now. My
So that is Sean Panda Nicholson with Everything Ends. Uh, Sean is a Scottish singer-songwriter from the Isle of Skye. Uh, this is his first ever release, which I mentioned earlier, and it's the first single off of an album that we'll also be releasing at some point in the future. I really like, like it's just beautiful, I think. So it's filled with, it's got this kind of indie folk thing. It's got a bit of a nod to traditional music, but it's got a sort of bit of a modern twist. It's got a melodica, a guitar, and a couple of vocal takes and that's it and I think his voice is beautiful and carries the whole thing and there's these effortless, effortlessly rolled R's and broad Scottish uh, Isles intonations and it's all softly packaged up with those rich harmonies and outstanding melody and I just think it's absolutely stunning. Um, the B side for this is a sort of twisted dark version that Grim 17 has remixed um, which is also quite exciting so that'll be out when the single comes out, uh, which is on the 12th of August. Um, so that's Sean Pan Nicholson with Everything Ends. The only other thing I want to say about it is it's got a good, I think a very positive kind of message and a lot of people have, who have sort of heard it already um, have sort of commented on, you know, it's actually helped uh, them speak about kind of mental health and stuff like that with that kind of, uh, which is the underlying message I guess throughout it um, and that kind of refrain at the end that sort of turns it into a positive thing has sparked some really interesting conversations so people are pre-ordering it and uh, are really enjoying it which is excellent so there you go uh, who wants to talk about that? Rich, you go first um, Yes, it was very very poignant it struck a chord it's very, I, I, pff, it was really fucking good uh, it, it, you, you mentioned uh, Grim 17 has done a B-side. It had a very Grim 17 feel about it. It's something I could imagine... It's the same kind of thing I could imagine Grim 17 doing. Um, it's just got less uh, the, less obscure stuff in than what uh, Grim 17 would use. He, he likes to use a lot of abstract stuff. The B-side's definitely got some abstracty bits, yeah. Glitchy bits and all the rest. I love the. I do love the the way he makes use of his accent. People try and stray away from that when people sing. They they usually sound fucking American. So I like it when somebody sounds authentic. That's what this song is. It feel it feels authentic. It feels real. It feels heartfelt. It doesn't feel fake. I like it. I like it a lot. It's a it's a fucking fantastic song. Wayne. Um. I mean. Uh, echo everything you say. I mean, it's got this strange but unique opening. It's something I don't think I've ever come across before. You know, to say that it's so stripped back in its instrumentation and, and the way it's compiled together, but it's also unbelievably confronting as well. It, it does something really strange where, because it's so empty and it's so raw, it does confront you. And it's, it, yeah, it's... It's left me a bit, not confused, but it's going to take me a few more listens to get hold of that song, to be honest, because it's one of those ones where I think I'll go back and find more and more I like about it. I like it, but I think I'd find more and more I like about it going back and listening. You know, I mean, like I say, it's very stripped back. It's very confronting. And then it goes a bit proclaimers-ish and not in a bad way. Um, <laughs> it goes in there, there, there you know, because the, the way that he brings the guitar in and, and the sort of the way it's structured... Uh, and the fact that he's using some bright chords in there as well, and it's kind of, well, it's more than enough melancholic with those bright chords, and that's sort of a proclaimer's, a proclaimer's sort of thing. I don't want to say too much, but you know what I mean. But like you said already, Mikey, it's got that indie folk feel to it. It's a, it's a bit Foles-ish, but only a bit, but, you know, in their sort of softer stuff. 
but that's not a bad thing. That's a bloody good thing. So um, I could imagine them playing this, you know, on a on a dark stage in a really cool club with some really great gold lighting, you know, where they just turn to each other, you know, the band or or Sean just closes his eyes and sings to himself and fucks everybody else. <laughs> you know, forget it. I'm just, I'm just trying to sing to myself, and uh, you know those moments are great. You know, we've all been in a in a in a gig venue when that happened, and you're sharing that moment with them, and they're sharing sharing it apart from you. And I think that would uh, that'd work. But yeah, good song, like it. Uh, what's his What's his middle name? I couldn't get it. Sean Panda Panda Nicholson. Yeah. So Sean Panda Nicholson and everything ends. Check it out. Austin, did uh, what did you think of this? That was fucking sick, bro. That shit was on fleek. <laughs> okay. Oh, Austin from 2010. Bless him. I didn't <laughs> okay. I'll go next then. So uh, on, then, the Rich. artist I'm bringing is just uh, called Rosie, and the song is called Something I Hate. I want dinner thighs I know that you don't think so, but I do And I'm an ugly crier So I try not to cry in front of you And I know you always say you could never hate any part of me but there's so much I would change when I see my face I just don't believe That you love me You don't really, you don't really love me My heart is trying to hear you but my body Doesn't trust the word you say Cause how could you love something I They are You tell me that it hurts When you see me tearing myself apart And I know you always say You could never hate any part of me Say there's nothing you would change I'm the perfect weight I just don't believe that you love me You don't really, you don't really love me My heart is trying to hear you but my body Doesn't trust the word you say Cause how could you love something else?
So that was Rosie with something I hate. This is the second week in a row I've bought something very beautiful like this. Um, yeah. For those who are new to the show, the reason we have the podcast AI mainly is because I don't like reading bios and shit. Because every time I read, I make fucking mistakes all the time. Stumble over my own words and look like a dick and everybody laughs at me. I can't say I'm offended because I always stick them at the end as a fucking outtake. Um <coughs> <coughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, Austin, if you could just read that bio, please, mate. Cheers, thanks very much. No filters, no facetune, no visco, no makeup, no bullshit. What you see is what you get with 21-year-old singer-songwriter Rosie. I want to be transparent. Everything is exactly as it appears. She says, the scale of emotions that everyone feels is such a spectrum. The bad days are equally as important as the good days. Seeking to create a safe place online and through her music, Rosie's willingness to get real struck a chord with millions. Her stripped-back breakup ballad, Never the One, amassed over 17 million views on TikTok highlighting Rosie's songwriting prowess. The clever, heart-wrenching lyrics, and Rosie's soothing vocal performance atop a gentle piano instrumental captivated an audience who've adopted the song for their own catharsis. The New York native has an uncanny ability to turn negative experiences like loss, betrayal, and criticism into jetpack-fueled motivation. An environmentalist, mental health advocate, guitarist, vocal producer, songwriter, and now major label recording artist, Rosie's achievements come from her undaunted resilience or retaliation against life's harder realities. Raised in a musical family, Rosie began writing songs at age 12 and credits her parents and brother as her biggest supporters. Signing to Arista Records this fall, Rosie prepares for her next challenge, the release of her debut EP. Having written 90 songs for the project, it's no telling where her insatiable resolve and open heart will take her next. Well, the problem with using AIEs and using Austin, he reads the whole fucking thing, whereas I usually give up about a minute in. <laughs> so you, you, you just get the meat and bones from me, whereas with the... Uh, with with Austin, you get the whole fucking meal. This is why people shouldn't write their own bios, though. But yeah, why you there, Austin? What did you think of the song? I shit you not. If I had eyes, that shit would have brought a tear to them. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he, I mean, he'll read the whole fucking thing, but you know, when you ask him a question, he's he, he, you know, short and straight to the point. Uh, Oh, fucking hell, that's really at my head. If I had eyes. But yeah, this is a, yeah, this is a beautiful song. Love this to bits. Uh, the, the production was beautiful, quite understated. It's just lovely. Lovely all the way through from beginning to end. I like it a lot. I think I'm changing in my old age. I would not have listened to this in my ute. Yeah, so that, that, that that's my thoughts and thunks on it. What are, what are your thunks and thoughts, Wayne? Straight away, I'll get this first A-Kit vibe uh, to it, you know. It's a really, really lovely, well-arranged song. You know, she's got a great voice over the top of it. I love how the bass is used sparingly, and it's used so well, because it's the backbone of the song. The song is it's, it's quite sparse, and then you get those, when you specify, like heads towards the chorus, the, the bass comes in, and then you get to the like the latter part. It gives the the bass gives the song enough room for it to bring those drums in to fill the other parts that the bass can't. It's, it's just really well. I loved it, and 
that vocal track that she uses that haunts the whole track is just I love it it's so it's just like you say it's ethereal love it yeah it's haunting is that what you haunting. just said haunting yeah, yeah, yeah. it's haunting haunts the whole track that's what, he, that's yeah. what I said yeah yeah Mike yeah it's absolutely beautiful it's I mean there's something to say for not having much in a song and it sounding really good I mean, it's kind of why I chose the first one, but this is a better example. It's another good example. Um, but it, it's just, it's it's very simple, it's very effective, and it, I guess because it's not covered in stuff, it allows the, the message and the vocals to come through, which is really, really cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good track. I really like it. Um, you can edit this bit out, bit out if you want, but I think Austin has proven to us why people shouldn't write their own bios. <laughs> most, <laughs> most of it's kind of like quite forgettable and also I think she's doing herself a disservice by saying I've got 17 million views on TikTok which shows the credibility of my songwriting um, I think the songwriting is brilliant and I've seen much worse things get 17 million views on TikTok yeah I saw, I saw somebody that. get 17 million views because the tit nearly fell out so yeah exactly <laughs> yes. so I wouldn't you know this is, this is why people should probably not write their own stuff but anyway, you can, you can edit that bit out. I don't want to be negative, it's just a No, comment. staying in, Mike. <laughs> it's not a comment on the music. The music's fantastic, but it is kind Mike, of like... Mike, you're, a, you're, a, you're the head of a, of a label. You can say this shit because you know, you know it. So, well, yeah, yeah, say it. <laughs> I've had to write a lot of stuff for a lot of people. So. Exactly. Um, and actually, I tried to write something for myself recently for a little project I was doing, and I, had, I got two people to look at it because I think that's the best way to do it. And they came up with two completely different ideas and I merged them together and wrote something much better than I'd written on my own so everyone should do that everyone's got a mate who'll read go. it and tell you it's shit I'm sure <laughs> so Wayne it's, it's, it's down to you uh, yes okay so I am bringing a band called Partisan and their song Animal enjoy
So there we are. Partisan with Animal. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, talk about guff of emails. Uh, this one is... I'm not even going to read it. I'll read you the first bit and that's it. Uh, Partisan are Stuart Armstrong, Danny Al- Alban and Leo Stanfield. As the band's name implies, they are passionate about their music. And then we've got masses and masses and masses of guff. Honestly, it's guff. That's all it is. Stewart's escaped Cumbria and moved to Manchester. There we go. Someone else. Loads of bands mentioned here. Not I bothered. Don't care. I enjoyed their music and that's what matters. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a solid contemporary indie pop song, this. Uh, and you got to love that gallop from as soon as it starts. Like, you know, it's brilliant. It's got me hooked straight away. It's got great melodies. It's, it's really well arranged. It's got a Netflix drama, you know, a teen drama written all over this. Like, it was a soundtrack song. Because it's it just one of those moments where so much shit happens to one of the characters and you just get this in the background. Absolutely, that's where I'd hear this. Um, he's got a really, really interesting voice. It's somewhere between Robert Smith and Paul Banks of um, Interpol. It's somewhere in between the two, and it's it's just interesting. I really like it. I think he's got a really strong voice as well. Um, it's got a you know, it's really cool anthemic chorus as well. You know, obviously, I'm, I'm guessing they're riffing off Modern Love by David Bowie, but maybe not. But I like that either way. Uh, and it's one of those songs that sort of fits in any decade since the 1980s. You know, you could put this in an 80s compilation, a 90s, a 2000s, 2010, right up to date, and it would not be out of place at all. Um, yeah, just like it. Like like most of the songs, well, all the songs I bring of late, I just like it for no other reason than it's cool and I like the way it sounds. Mike? Yeah, I like it too. Um, that's a really good track. Uh, it's kind of got, you know, it's got a feel-good, sort of, you know, late Britpop indie kind of thing going on it, to me it feels very early 2000s but I do agree with you you could put it on a sort of best of the 80s and no one noticed that it wasn't supposed to be there um, which is pretty cool uh, but yeah it's definitely got you know a good kind of bouncy feel to it I like the sort of um, I thought the rhythm section and the way the guitar plays off of them was really clever and the vocal just kind of like sat in there it was all kind of in a groove um, I kind of I was at first, I was a bit disappointed that that synthy solo wasn't a guitar solo, but then there was a guitar solo later, so I wasn't too unhappy about it. But um, <laughs> I was kind of like, there was, it was just crying out for just a little bit of wailing, uh, and it kind of went like, oh, we're going to go weird for a minute. And normally I quite like weird, but I thought, no, you need a guitar solo. But anyway, they did it later, so they made up for it. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was kind of, uh, had a little bit of, um, oh my God, what's the guy's name? I can't remember. Um, cut that bit out. <laughs> Reminds me of someone I forget. It's probably in the bio if there's a million bands listening in the bio. Uh, there, is a, there is a million bands listening in the bio. Most of them the guys have played in or played with. So yeah. Oh, just on cue. There he is. Hey. Don't turn him off. I haven't turned him off. He's there. He's listening. <laughs> oh, yeah, te- you're going to get 10 this time. We're going to 10. We're an hour later. Rich, what did you think of this? Um, what did I think of this? This for me, Mike uh, said exactly what I was thinking. Mid to mid to late 2000s. Uh, that type of indie. It's hard not to hear the killers in this, and it's hard not to hear the Foo Fighters. Good shout with um, the killers, absolutely. That's who I was thinking of. Brandon, someone is the singer from the killers, isn't he? Brandon Flowers. Brandon Flowers, yeah. That's a good shout. Yeah, uh, but that's not a bad thing at all. Fantastic band, really good sound. Uh, you can tell a good, a good producer as well. When uh, I, 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 obviously I can't see the waveform, 
But um, you, you're no good producer when that than I have to use pan. And you know that uh, a bad producer when you when you see the waveform and both the left and the right just look exactly the fucking same. They've just put the same <laughs> sound through both fucking channels. This I could. Uh, I don't know if it's my earphones because I'm not using the best earphones, but the guitar, you got that, and it sounded like through these earphones that each alternate note was on a different uh, on a different ear, and it was like almost like um, oh, when you play the note and you recall it back to yourself. It's called something in music, and I can't, I can never remember what it's called. But yeah, you play one note and the other bloke plays the other, and that sort of thing. Yeah, but and I was getting, and I was getting each one in each ear, and uh, yeah, that's, that's cool. But at least I think that's what I was getting. It's what it sounded like to me. Again, it could be my earphones, but it sounded really fucking good, and it sounded fantastic. It didn't sound cheaply produced at all. His voice is brilliant. He's got a really good fucking voice. There's a lot of indie artists out there that are indie artists because they're not very fucking good at singing. They just say, "Yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm shit at singing." He's actually indie and he's a good singer. Yeah. It, the bio does say they've won some battles of the band shit and stuff like that, and it also says that they've got two songs on. Uh, hang on, I'm going to find it any second. When someone um, says to me, "I've won the battle of the band," that just tells me you took a lot of people to uh, to watch you. <laughs> it does normally say it that. It just tells uh, me you took more people to watch you than the other people took to watch here we go, here we go. And, uh, yeah but this is they won the, the X the XFM best new band is what they won providing and they provided two tracks for Pro Evolution Soccer uh, as well as supporting Baby Shambles Nine Black Alps Status, status Quo and The Damned so uh, yeah no, that right. should have been lads. That should have been the start, right there at the start of your bio, because that's the most interesting thing. The rest of it, I couldn't give a fuck about. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I did quarter of the way down. I, I switched off. I got interested when I saw Pro Evolution Soccer, <laughs> and that's about it. Um, but yeah, uh, are we all finished with the head-to-head then, fellas? Yeah, you got anything? Uh, you got oh, anything? Austin, else? Yeah, yeah. Have you, you got anything? I don't have a penis or a vagina. Okay, right. uh, moving on. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Austin, you can't go and fuck yourself then, can you? <laughs> Man. Uh, right. Um, that's enough uh, AI abuse for one night. Um, <laughs> oh, we need to pick a winner, yeah? So, uh, so Mike, what was your favourite track? Um, of the ones that weren't mine, I'm going to say Richie's. Richie's. Richie, your favourite track? Mm, this is a difficult one. This is a difficult one because um, both are really fucking. I would say yours, Wayne. I'd say yours. Oh, thanks, mate. I'm saying yours, Rich. So you win. You win this uh, this week's Rich with two votes. Two votes to one. Rich is the winner this week. We could we could have asked Austin. He didn't bring a song, but he would definitely been biased towards me. Yeah, there's 100. He's going to vote for you. <laughs> and, if he, and if he didn't, there is a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> Brilliant. So we're at the end of the head-to-head. Go and listen to Richie's winner this week, Rosie with something I hate, or Mike's Sean Panda Nicholson song Everything Ends, or the band I brought Partisan with their song Animal. They are all worth a listen. They are all fantastic songs. That's why we bring them to the damn podcast. So uh, enjoy all of them. And uh, Ivor, if you're listening, let us know what you think. Who, who was your favourite? All three of them, hopefully. You'll share the shit out a lot of it. So, uh, so yeah, we'll move on now uh, to the wild card. It's the wild card, baby. This is the section of the show where Richie's going to pull up the massive 
thousands of emails, and it really is, I'm not even joking, it is thousands of emails we receive. Oh yeah, I don't even bother switching them off anymore because all my, my phone would do all day is ping them, so I just let it just amount and sum up till the end of the day. Uh, so yeah, he pulls up the massive list of emails, flicks through them, and either me or Mike, whoever's decided we're going to choose, we'll just pick a random song and then we'll play it whoever shouts stop first yeah Ooh. not that this is you know, a shit competition but yeah it's, well I don't know it's like a game of chicken to get, so whoever goes for okay whoever goes first whoever, whoever shouts stop first I mean again as far as competitions go it's not exactly groundbreaking or gonna win any podcast awards oh, okay it's yeah. the strangest game we've ever played yeah it's not really a game is it? it's quite shit um Okay, I'm flicking through, I'm flicking through the emails, I'm flicking through, and I'm flicking through, and I'm flicking through, flicking through, flicking, 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 flicking. Stop. Oh, okay. Who won? I'll let him go for another 10 seconds at least. <laughs> I was tempted, I was so tempted. <laughs> okay, so we, we have uh, from Anthony Dolphin. Uh, I know it's Anthony. But it's got a TH in it, so I'm going to pronounce that. It's Anthony. Anthony Dolphin. What does he say? Uh, This will definitely not appeal to many, but it might appeal to you. And then the link to the song, um, a load of stuff, lots and lots of something about a letter. What's this? What the fuck is this? Um, My long search for Wayne and Liz. My long search for Wayne and Liz began in January 2006. What the fuck is all this? Um... Okay, Austin, uh, read that bio for me, please, mate. Middle American husband and wife Team Wayne and Liz are the Devendra Banhart and Joanna Newsom of Lo-Fi Christian Rock. Just when the old Christian musical landscape looked bleak following in the wake of WFMU's beloved Danielson, here comes Wayne and Liz, sounding like a mix between Daniel Johnston and Mo Tucker singing Jesus with the Velvet Underground. This is some of the most wonderful outsider lo-fi stuff we've come across. 9-11 Warning is a 12-minute outsider conspiracy tour to force rant and the other tracks are pure, aching beauty. And best of all, they are most likely not even aware of their avant status. They have released no CD, and there's virtually no information about them true outsiders. There's a huge whack of amazing MP3s here. Our advice, download them all. What? Holy fuck me. I heard outsider. Um, yeah, it's not the guys themselves. It's not the guys themselves. It's somebody who sent it. Oh, fucking hell. This is... Oh, God. So, cast your mind back, people, to... I've just spilt tea all over myself. I say, I say, that's <laughs> how upset I am. <laughs> uh, cast your mind back to, uh, I believe it was episode seven of the history section when I brought outside the music and it was the Shags with Philosophy of the World. Oh, is that what this is? That's what outside the music is, people. I'm looking at the email as we, as we, as we speak and I'm, oh, fucking hell. This is going to be fuck. Wow. As soon as he said it, I was like, oh, shit. I mean, I like Defender Bandhart. Uh, I do Joanna Newsom, I'm sort of with. I'm not 100%. And then we get into the alt-Christian musical landscape. Wow. Okay. I have no idea. This, this could quite possibly be the worst song we've ever played on the show. Mate, I mean, I mean, we've got 9-11 warning as a 12-minute outside of conspiracy tour de force rant. I mean... What is... what? I missed that. What was that bit? I didn't really understand that. 
I thought you said Tour de France as well, which probably is. <laughs> Tour de France rant, yeah. So it says, uh, it says, Jesus, uh, singing Jesus with the Velvet Underground. This is some of the most wonderful outsider lo-fi stuff we've come across. Now, I'm being quite derogative to outsider stuff. I like some of it. It's so out there that it's it's actually good, even though it's probably fucking terrible. It's one of those, it's, not, it's impossible not to enjoy it. But this... When it says 9-11 warning, there's a 12-minute outsider conspiracy tour de force rant. And the other tracks, I, I don't know. I'm guessing it... Uh, I've I, got, I I've got the song Jesus Went to the River here. Oh, is that the name of the song, the 9-11 thing? I'm yeah. not playing that. It's 12 minutes. Oh. The song I've got here is 1 minute 24. I've downloaded yeah, a 1 okay. minute 24 song called Jesus Went to the um, River. I'm not playing the 12-minute song. What do you expect from this, Rich? <laughs> I'm Go on, expecting sorry. really bad folk Christian folk music, really bad. That's what I'm expecting. Mike? I really dislike religious music. <laughs> I, just, I just hope... <laughs> I really hope that it's not what I think it is. Um, is that a side of music? Is that that bloke that made his daughters record a song? Yep, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the picture on the, front, the top of the uh, email, Wayne? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I Reminds mean, me of um, Daniel something, the other chap's name is, who was big in outsider music, and I can't remember. He reminds me of his stuff, because that's what outsider music is. You're using like, everything is really lo-fi, so you're using an old Polaroid. You draw your own artwork. You, you write your own inside uh, inside your, your own EPs. You write it all out on every single one, so each one's different. That's the whole point of it. That's what outsider music is. I mean, like, um, you've heard of this guy called Wesley Willis? I guarantee you've heard his, his biggest song. Uh, you've heard of Rock and Roll McDonald's? No? You don't know? Oh, lads, you're going to have to... Uh, right. Anybody who doesn't know Wesley Willis is and doesn't know Rock and Roll McDonald's, you just, when you finish the podcast, put it on YouTube. It's, it's fucking brilliant. It's this Rock and Roll McDonald's. McDonald's will make you fat. It's fantastic. <laughs> give, it, give it a go. But yeah, I'm, I'm expecting some badly played instruments and it's going to be recorded really, really, really roughly. Like... Uh, worse than me taking a phone to a festival that I thought was a great idea a few years ago. Worse than that. The picture looks like some uh, middle-aged man who's got his arms around his, his little old mother. Obviously yep. still lives with his mother. They just love talking. They just fucking love the Jesus. He's not on an FBI wanted list, but he soon, soon will be. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the way he's holding his... I mean, it might not be his mother, it might be his wife, but she looks like his mother in this picture. He's just holding her a bit too... too, And she looks scared. Yeah, that's not his mum. That's the next-door neighbour. She's been missing <laughs> for six months. <laughs> I'm dreading this. The more we talk about it, the more I'm dreading it. I've chosen the, the shortest song, so it's 1 minute 24. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to mute us, so we can, we, we can talk during <laughs> this. Just, you know... So this is Wayne and Liz with Jesus Went to the River and probably drowned himself after listening to this fucking song. <laughs> Jesus went to the river And there he was baptized in the water Jesus went to the river And there he was baptized in the water Water is symbolic of the spirit Symbolic of the spirit. Spirit is a life from. 
Jesus went to the river, played by Wayne, and sang by Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I like songs about Jesus, huh? <laughs> it was, it, in, in all fairness, I was expecting, like, what, the shags, and it was in time, and the music sounded musical, whereas the shags didn't achieve those things. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, after all the rhetoric I just spouted, it's not the worst song we've ever played on the podcast. <laughs> no, it's no, no, it's not. No. However, however, it is inaccurate because, forgive me if I'm wrong here, people who, who are of the religious persuasion, didn't Jesus walk on water? So how the fucking hell can you baptise him? He just keeps popping back up, wouldn't he? You know what I mean? <laughs> is, that, is that how that works? I thought he just walked on the water the once, but what you're saying is actually... He was, he was eminently floatable. He was someone that couldn't what, yeah, what, what people don't know about Jesus is, his first part of his name is the unsinkable Jesus Christ. That's what he's actually called. Yeah. It's like when you push a beach ball into the water and let go, he just he flies out like a torpedo. Exactly that. <laughs> so, I mean, look, it, it, it wasn't the worst recorded. I mean, it was it was lo-fi. It, it wasn't the worst recorded piece of music. It wasn't lo-fi. That's giving lo-fi a bad name. It was shit. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. It wasn't the most terrible. But uh, you know, I, I think Christian music is fucking dangerous. To be honest with you, and and I, I can't, I just can't abide it. Um, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's dreadful. It's brainwashed hippie crap. Uh, and it's 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 the sort of thing that you know people go, oh that's nice, I wonder what that's about, and then they become you know religious extremists and start you know banning things like abortion in America, and it's just fucking dreadful. So I think they can fuck off, but you're right. <laughs> I mean, so what you really think, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, no, I'm sorry, I, I know I've done it before, and I can't remember what you edited or what you didn't. But religious music is just like no, fuck off. It's just ridiculous and indoctrinating and rubbish. Um, so there you go. I would argue uh, religion is a beautiful thing. I don't believe in it. I, I don't believe. It. I used to be of the, of the Christian persuasion, but I think it's a beautiful thing to have a faith and something to believe in after this life. Whereas me, I, I don't believe there's anything, and that's shit. So the hope of something else is a beautiful thing. So I'd never try and take it away from a person. And the good thing about Christian music is usually. Yeah, but this worship stuff, they usually keep it to themselves, they keep it in church, they sing it to themselves, they sing it to their God, and you don't usually hear it in the mainstream, and it doesn't usually bother us, apart from when it's on this podcast. <laughs> so I think faith is a beautiful thing, right? I'm not, I'm not against people having faith in whatever, and spirituality more generally, fine. But I think religion is dangerous. Organised religion is dangerous and, and nasty. And I think, you know, yeah, fine, they might keep it in the churches, but all those kids that they're bringing to church have got no choice but to listen to that and then they grow up being fucking assholes. So, Amen to that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just not needed. 
Yeah, so Jesus can go suck a dick. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jesus can stay under the fucking water for all I care. Although, as it turns out, he can't. So yeah, that, that's that. Then that that was a wild card. Apparently, that these guys are hard to find. But I'll leave I'll leave a Bandcamp link or something to them. So oh, well, then, well we've got to ask uh, we've got to ask Austin what he thought. Oh yeah, go on, Austin. <laughs> What did you think? Nah, mate. Fuck that shit. I have no time for that. God bothering. Mumbo jumbo shite. Couldn't put it better myself. Okay. So pretty much on the same page. Uh, I I will I will say I will say this. If anybody of a religious persuasion, especially a Christian religious persuasion, is upset with anything we've just said, then forgive us, because that's your job. I'll give you my email address. <laughs> you, can, you can write to me and tell me how upset you are, and, and then you can forgive me. Yeah, you can write to me and uh, tell me how you feel, and I'll tell you personally to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you my fucking phone number. I don't care. But... <laughs> I want that up in the Lights and Lines manager's office, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Framed. My, my first bit of hate mail. <laughs> I tell you what, there's money in Christian music, so maybe we'll start a sub label. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I should run it. <laughs> uh, the strange, strange thing is about this: um, Wayne and Liz uh, Laskowski, as as uh, it is who, who did um, Jesus Went Down to the River. I'd probably go and listen to some more just to check it out because it's interesting. But I'm, not, I'm also not knocking them because I don't think it's their fault. I think people are indoctrinated from a young age and brainwashed. So it's nothing against them personally, I would just like to say. I was worried for a second that we're going to upset uh, some Christian people, but they're not our demographic, so they can <laughs> go and find another podcast somewhere else. I, I, literally, I don't mind if you edit out everything I said. It's just... It's too much. I can't be asked to sift through it. I'll just leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> right, we finished the wild card again. Um, another, another one to remember. Forget. I'm not even sure how that shit works anymore. To be honest, uh, but I don't think I'll be able to forget it. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I, you know, it's one of them. Um, I just can't understand. Right, we get thousands of emails, and it's always a bloody Christian song. It's almost <laughs> like I do it on purpose. <laughs> We're going to move swiftly on now to the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode. Intense Cycle Genre Musical Challenge Mode, go! On the last episode, me and Rich pulled out the bag of uh, this <laughs> genre called... Uh, it's called... I think it's Rebatico, but it's Rembatico, but I don't think you pronounce the M. Basically, it's urban, folksy Greek music um, that was sort of revived in the 60s, and it's folk music because it's played on you know instruments that you can travel around with like accordions guitars uh bazookis what's the other one they play i can't remember what it's called like a mandolin those baglama baglama thank you that's the one of uh, baglamas those sort of uh, instruments and basically the songs depict aspects of character dress behavior morals ethics um everything associated with a particular subculture of greek life because that's where it comes from, and it's often referred to as Byzantine or Byzantine music. Uh, what did you find out, Rich? If Byzantine, uh, that's a that's a period Byzantine, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, Byzantine is, uh, or Byzantine even, is, uh, I don't know. It feels like it's a bit exotic, I think. But yeah, uh, you find anything out, Rich? Um, well, we've got the piece of music you sent over and you've wrote, I didn't do anything over the top because when I was trying, I just felt like I was being offensive and racist. And <laughs> I wasn't, but that's how it sounded. And um, I... I, I thought it probably best I'll just leave the music the music was fine on its own anyway I've also brought Burlap to Cashmere I don't think they'll mind me playing the music because we've had them on the podcast before Burlap to Cashmere for those out there were my favourite band of all time a Christian band Mike a Christian band uh, that uh, I absolutely fucking love their music is fucking amazing and uh, uh, a lot of the their one album, which was anybody out there, was very world music. It's and there's a lot of Greek feeling stuff in there. So I thought I'd bring this and play this because it's a really good fucking song. And I do like a lot of Christian music because it's good music, like DC Talk, Burlap to Cashmere, some of the Newsboy stuff. Not really bothered about the message. It's like I like, like some love songs. I don't really give a shit about the the message. I just like the song. I like the music. I don't really give a shit about the me- message in the Christian music anymore because I'm not that. I haven't been that way for a long fucking time. But I still like the music, and this is the same. So I thought I'd bring this because it's a. It's got. Greek elements in it, you know, the Greek music usually gets faster and faster and faster. <clears throat> well, it can do. Well, it, do, it does in some some of the stuff I've listened yeah. to recently. It t- t- tends to get faster and faster and faster, and then they start smashing fucking plates everywhere. This uh, <laughs> this has that element, but uh, I'll play yours first, Wayne. Do you want to tell oh, us about? Okay. Um, well, I just went out and listened to a playlist like I always do and found a couple of guys I actually quite enjoyed listening to because as with most of this stuff, I do find stuff I do actually like. Uh, you know, and that's every time I, I write something, it is from a place of love and respect. So uh, there is a guy called uh, Vasilis Sitansis. I like his stuff. He's got some really cool tunes. Um, and I'm trying to find the other guy. I can't remember what his name was now. But you can't say that. I think it's fast. Uh, I know, yeah. <laughs> no, I really can't. You're right. Uh, there was another guy, and I can't. I can't see. I think it's Georgios uh, Zambetas or Zambetas. Uh, those are the guys I, I sort of listened to and went, yeah, I like that stuff. You know, it is what it is. It's um, it's just you know Greek folk music. It's like it's you know that sort of music you'd hear over here, but done. You know, with their heritage and their uh, and then their instruments, that's it. You know, I, I liked I liked a lot of it, and that's it. That's pretty much it. That's, that's everything I got on it. So, what's the song called? Uh, I will say my, my song's called, but I will say there is a lot of reading up on this. You could go and do. There's a lot of been written about it. So, I've literally scratched the surface on this. Um, just to give you a little bit of basis on it, it but there's, there's you know hundreds of hours of reading, hundreds of hours of recordings. You could definitely go out there and, and find more about um, Rebeticus, I think he's called Rebeticus uh, music. But this one is called I've forgot, Rich. I've actually forgot what the hell I called it. It's all Greek to me. Why is the whiskey all gone? That's it, because I was hoping you would try and translate why is all the whiskey all gone, because I tried it and I thought it was very interesting how it sounded in Greek. Hi, Pedro here, the YHHTMPC genie. Because Wayne and Richie are clearly too fucking stupid to do a simple translation. I have Penelope here to translate. The whiskey is all gone. Γιατί έφυγε το whiskey. 
when I translated it. And I thought it's all Greek to me, you know, because it's a, a British saying and we're doing a Greek song. So, yeah, that's a, a sort of play on both, you know. So this is It's All Greek to Me, Why is the Whiskey? All gone? Γιατί έφυγε το whisky. Good, that was Wayne. <clears throat> that was brilliant. <laughs> Thank you very much, lads. Um, I have I have a confession to make. This one took me a bit longer than 90 minutes, and it's because I uh, to, to quote Stephen King, I forgot the face of my father, and forgot that that's what I do. 90 minutes, and I don't know what the hell it was, but it sort of reminded me of it, and that's why the guitar's not perfect because I was trying to do too much with it and just went, no, I think not... you got carried away with this really enjoyed it got into it and lost track of time didn't you I did and I came back to the guitar after because that's the first or maybe the third recording of it of the guitar and I was going to come back and sort of keep some of it and remove some of it and do some other bits and I just thought no that's not the fucking spirit of what we do so if it's not perfect that's the point it is meant to be a bit outsider-ish and a bit like we understand I understand yeah I understand the brief and this is my attempt at it rather than it being you know this we, we explain this every fucking week no we, yeah. we, we, we have to explain why it's shit look we know it's shit we, we know what we're doing <laughs> so how long roughly did it take just out of interest Wayne and that was about four hours four hours so imagine yeah, if yeah. the band we played earlier the Christian band had spent four hours or more on their music imagine what they could have achieved <laughs> oh. it's true They've only got two tracks for fuck's sake, you know. What I mean? so, speaking of Christian bands, this is going. I'm going to play Burlap to Cashmere now. Now, um, imagine because everybody's got their favourite artist who they, they they look up to and they they love. I've loved Burlap to Cashmere because of the the 
the way they play with time signatures and it really fucks me up as a, as a drummer who's been playing for such a long time I still struggle to follow them even though there's the, the, the drum beat there I struggle to follow the drum beat that's actually there you take away the drum beat I've got no fucking chance this one isn't a good example of that but a lot of their music is that way inclined they've got some really, really strange fucking time signatures but I remember interviewing these and you can imagine you taking your favourite artist that you've been following for say fucking 15 to 20 years and suddenly you get to interview them I was like I was like a little fucking fanboy <laughs> you were I remember it yeah hello and uh, welcome to you haven't heard this music podcast and uh, I've got um, fuck uh, off Wayne shut up <laughs> um, so this isn't a Greek song but it's got world elements in it it's got Greek elements in it so you put you pull them out and it's just an excuse for me to play Burlock Cash we haven't played them for ages and uh, like I say, I don't think they'll mind because they've been on before. So this is Anybody Out There by Burlap to Cashmere. The song you are about to hear by Burlap to Cashmere is Divorce, Not Anybody Out There.
example of the greek element in the music no 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 i disagree i disagree with you there the guitar solo is very rembatica (laughs) and the way some of the guitar he's actually played is very rembatica as well because it's all very sort of mediterranean so yeah that's it's not a it's not a bad shout richard that to be honest i thought that was stunning and can i just make one little side point which is if you happen to be someone who's religious and wants to talk about you know faith and whatever because that is not a song that goes Jesus was baptised and now we're all emancipated from our sin and blah blah like, that's got nothing to do with that shit so that's I'm not knocking that that's fucking brilliant that's an amazing tune and I don't care what they believe in it's the other shit the direct kind of recruitment that's what I'm on about earlier just to differentiate okay this, this album there's very few albums in I've ever come across that I can say I like from beginning to end every single fucking song um, anybody out there is one of those albums Dangerous by Michael Jackson is another This, but this from beginning to end and this isn't even the best song on the album yeah, if, if you like that definitely go check out uh, Anybody Out There by Burlap to Kashmir very good 100% mm. do that. but yeah I, I definitely felt like that was, that was relevant to the genre there was a moment in the middle of this and I thought if you were stood in a gig or in a festival situation and they hit that bass note it would rumble the middle of your chest that's how love it was and I really enjoyed the way they recorded it I like Burlap to Chattanooga everything you played me Burlap to Kashmir Ridge I think I'd enjoy them anyway message or not I just think you know if you, you got to say you know if you like someone or not and the music's good in that so why the hell not yeah yeah we have to choose a genre for next. Oh, what did Austin think of all this, by the way? Uh, he, he's got no opinion on this one. He's got no opinion on this one. No, I've run out of things for him. He, he, might, say, <laughs> he might say goodbye at the end, but that's about it. Fair enough. Uh, we have to choose a, a genre for next time. Uh, so so I'll, choose, I'll choose a letter. Mike can choose a number. Okay, then. Uh, I'm going to choose the letter A. Ooh, okay. Fuck me, there's loads. There's two pages. I don't think anybody's ever chose the letter A. I'm going to choose uh, the number 13. 13. So there's more, there's two pages. So do you want 13 on page one or page two? I want the original 13 on page one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't want that false shit on page I don't want the two. false shit, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Fuck me, I screwed on this one, Rich. I think, I think this might be all you, Rich, this time. What is it? Um... I'm completely up for it, like, but I don't think I'm good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. uh, it is uh, so. The thirteenth A uh, is Afro-Cuban jazz. Oh yes, fuck me. Style of yeah, style of jazz infused by traditional Afro-Cuban music. Looks like I might have to remix some shit. Fucking hell! I'm, I mean, I'm up for it, but I'm... Afro-Cuban jazz. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm, I'm totally up for it, but I, I, yeah, wow. So yeah, on uh, episode 12, we shall be looking at, uh, at Afro-Cuban jazz. It does sound good, <laughs> doesn't it, that? Yeah. I'm thinking lots of congos, lots of bongos, quite experimental, almost um, improvised sounding, maybe. I, yeah, it's beyond me. <laughs> kettle, not a kettle, it's a kettle, no, not kettle drums, uh, steel drums. Steel drums, yeah. Apparently, it's the earliest form of Latin jazz. All right, okay. I've got, I've got a nice playlist here that's 10 hours long, so I will be going, Tito Puente, Rich, heck yes. No, fuck that means, Wayne. That's, uh, that's, the, the first guy who turns up on this, Tito Puente, you'll, you'd know his stuff, Rich, trust me. So episode 12 will be filled with Afro-Cuban jazz. Uh, uh, go go check out all the... Just go and find Remember T-Cat on, on Spotify and enjoy yourself over the summer because it is a great the amount of music that I really enjoyed. I also enjoyed Bell Up to Kashmir. And are we done with the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode? Go for I this. I do one. believe so. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was, It's been a few you know different choices recently but that was a really good one that was good fun i enjoyed it so good job it is it was very good fun it's good fun to write the damn thing as well <laughs> uh, as it is every week uh right so we shall move on now uh with the history section Hello, everybody. I've slid my glasses down my face, so we're ready for the history corner section of the show. And now, like a uh, primary school teacher, I'll take a picture and put it on Twitter as we speak. Uh, on episode 11 of the history of uh, the history uh, section, I've decided to call this "One It Unders Mean a Lot" because we will be listening and talking about Kitty Callan and her song "Little Things Mean a Lot." Now, Kitty Callan was a big band singer of the post-war swing era. And Little Things Mean A Lot was the biggest song of 1954. It was number one in the US for a whopping seven months, and it sold more than two million copies. Even though she had a massive career in music, this was her only hit in the UK, and that's what this is. So this is, have you ever wondered what the first ever One It Wonder was in the UK? And this is that. This is Kitty Callan, and Little Things Mean A Lot. Blow me a kiss from across the room Say I look nice when I'm not Touch my hair as you pass my chair Little things mean a lot Give me your arm as we cross the street Call me at six on the dot A line a day When you're far away Little things Mean a lot Don't have to buy me Diamonds and pearls Champagne, sables or such I never cared much for diamonds and pearls Cause honestly, honey, they just cost money Give me your hand when I've lost the way Give me your shoulder to cry on Whether the day 
is bright or gray. Give me your heart to rely on. Send me the warmth of a secret smile to show me you haven't forgot. For always and ever, now and forever, little things mean a lot. Give me your heart when I've lost the way. Give me your shoulder to cry on. Whether the day is bright or gray, give me your heart to rely on. Send me the warmth of a secret smile to show me you haven't forgot that always and ever, now and forever, little things. So that was Kitty Callum with Little Things Mean A Lot. So the words of music are by Carl Schultz and the lyrics are by Edith Lindemann. They also wrote a hit for, for Perry Como called I Know. Now, in 1954, like I said, this was the biggest song of that year. Seven months at number one in America. And I think something stupid over in Britain. Um, number one for like three months. And at the height of her powers, so imagine this song is, you know, meteoric. Kitty Callan lost her voice at the London Palladium in 1955. And subsequently, she stopped singing for four years. So imagine that stall in your career. You have this massive hit and then it just disappears and, and then never never had another hit in the UK again. When she found her voice again, uh, she went out on the road and she started to test it out under a pseudonym and she played little small town venues. She then returned to the spotlight and garnished another 13 top tens in America, but never in the UK. Uh, she retired from singing uh, due to a lung ailment and during the height of her popularity, there were three impersonators who billed themselves as her. Uh, and this one called Genevieve uh, Augustin Agostinello, who was one of the imposters. Uh, she died in 1978. And because Kitty Callan had disappeared off the scene, it was incorrectly reported that Kitty Callan had died <laughs> because this imposter had sat in there. Um, Kitty Callan died in 2016 at her home in Mexico at the age of 94. Uh, and like I say, this song was massive. And it's just one of those things where I just thought, what was the first one it wonder in the UK? And now you know, Kitty Collins. Every, the little things mean a lot. Rich, been my favourite history history section so far. Oh, love okay. that. Love that yeah. a lot. Everything about it. The fact you you brought the first. I've, I've never thought what was the first one it wonder. Never thought it. I sat there listening to it. It's absolute. <clears throat> excuse me choking up um, absolutely <laughs> phenomenal song it was beautiful I just sat here with the blinds open looking out the window I can imagine it's snowing the kids outside uh, playing in the snow and dancing about it's just a beautiful song love love that a lot and the, the story behind it as well it's Mike thanks mate Mike yeah I mean as one hit wonders go it's no Spaceman by Babylon Zoo but um <laughs> 
<laughs> He's going to bring that up every fucking week now. <laughs> uh, but no, that's, that's beautiful. That's absolutely outstanding. I love that tune. Um, I think losing your voice for four years is a bit careless. I think maybe um, she would have benefited from some of those sort of uh, GPS apps we have now and stuff like that. But Sounds like a fucking excuse to me, to be honest, mate. Yeah. Like, you got this one eat, you got this eat, you made all this money. I'm just, oh, I've got a bad throat for four years. Fuck off! You've just been out on, been out fucking on the drink, getting getting smashed for four years. <laughs> That's it, Liz. It's one hell of a sore throat, and I suppose did it say she retired due to lung difficulties later in life? So maybe it's all smoking related or something like that. I don't know. She was ninety six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that was that's been one of my favourite um, little tidbits I've found in in all of these is the fact that she got three impersonators and when one of them died, they actually thought it was her who died because that you know and she died in like it wasn't like you know back in the sixties or the fifties it was nineteen seventy eight these things you know it could just sloppy journalism oh Kitty Collins dead you know it's crazy I mean that's one of those things I don't know if I did it out loud but it made me gasp inside I was like really? <laughs> when was that recorded uh, nineteen fifty four oh okay. I thought it was earlier than that. Nah, 1954. Fantastic song. Uh, I mean, uh, it's a very interesting woman, to be honest. I mean, you know what I do with this? I only scrape the surface. The, the bits that I can glean very quickly and give to you guys in a history lesson. But very interesting lady. Very interesting subject as a whole, to be honest. Um, and there was more than I could ever possibly tell you. So if you do like um, Kitty Callan's every, uh, Little Things Mean A Lot, go and research some more because she's a very interesting lady. Now, would you like... The title of next week's, uh, next time's history lesson. Go on then. Yeah. It's called Second Floor, Lingerie, Sportswear, Conspiracies and Cover-Ups. Oh. Is it, is it about Melanie C? Or Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> it's about neither of those things. All will be revealed in two weeks' Melanie time. Melanie C? <laughs> Sporty Spice. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Um, good. Uh, that was uh, I'm with Richie. That was my favourite history section so far, apart from maybe the one about um, that blues guy, uh, Robert Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was quite good. Like I say, at the end of this, uh, at the end of every section, every time I do this section now, if you do, you are listening and you think I would love to know something or other, and Wayne's the bloke who can fucking really skim the surface and give me a shit history lesson. Wayne's the person who can look on Wikipedia yeah. instead of me. I don't. You know what? I start at Wikipedia, but most of the time the best bits come from somewhere else. Uh, when you go a bit deeper because Wikipedia is the, it's, it's basically me just a bit longer that's it it just scratches the surface so you need to go a bit deeper sometimes with it and there's always YouTube videos and things you like ought that. to do something so, something else for the uh, for, for the what's it called the uh... The, the website like a, a little video series thing so you can the video series can continue from the uh, from the podcast so this scratches the surface and then you can do like a half hour segment or something on the section that'd be good I mean I could you're right but you won't I'm, I won't but I, I could <laughs> got a terrible headache yeah exactly if there is somebody out there who thinks oh I wonder what the first ever sitcom song was. I can find that shit out for you, let you know. So uh, email us. Well, you know you've got to do that now, don't you, Wayne? Mm, yeah, I've already written, written down. It's already written down. Okay. One of them. It was the first one that I saw. Um, email us at yhhtmpc, info at yhhtmpc.com and ask ask me to, to do it or at us on Twitter and I'll, uh, I'll have a look into it and see if there's anything interesting. But yeah, good history section and we'll round up now with the artist spotlight. No, we won't. 
there's no artist spotlight. This is the end of the sh- this is the end of the show. I was I was just looking around the green room. I was thinking about bringing an artist of the like if we don't have a guest, have an artist of the week instead, which we might do in future. But I couldn't be asked to sort one out for tonight. So well, I'll tell you what we should do then, go uh, on. Richie. Oh, go on, go on. If you if go on. No, no, no I've got nothing. You got nothing. I was just going to say we'll run at the end of the show and we should play out with the winning head to head this week, which is yours. We should play out with. Uh, with Rosie with something I hate as, as she won the head-to-head. Okie dokie. I think we should do. Yeah. Um, awesome. I mean, we're rounding up to the end. It's been another stellar episode. I've enjoyed myself immensely. Austin, you are a fucking legend and I love you dearly. <laughs> um, please don't get lost in the Matrix. Stay away from Agent Smith and come back to us next time with some more of your fucking witterings. I love it. Like I just said, if you want to know anything about us and all the good things we do, head over to ihhtmpc.com. You'll find out all the nice little bits and bobs we do and all the other shows we promote and all the shit that Rich does behind the scene because he is the life and soul and blood of this podcast and of this network and the world i mean you're overselling it there you're over egging the pudding just a little bit there mate you know <laughs> he doesn't like eggy pudding though i mean let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> um in the show notes you will find all the songs we've played and all the shit that we've done there so have a look at that uh promote all these bands if you like them if you like their work buy the work if you don't if you can't buy their work because you know, petrol is at a premium. You call Ford food, but you still got Spotify because you're not a fucking heretic. Just, you know, save their stuff. Download their stuff for free. Share it. Share it, yeah. Just put it on Facebook or on fucking Twitter and go, you know what? These three fucking madmen have told me about this song and I really like it and have a listen. Do it. You know, that's all the good shit you can do. Um, and really, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, anything to add, fellas? Um, just if you if you like this podcast, you're a regular listener, please, whatever you listen to us on, please give us a rating and a sub on that player because it helps not just us get the podcast out there, it helps the artists that we play get listened to. So please do that. It means a lot to us. Excellent. Mikey? I'd like to say that if you're offended by anything I said in the show tonight, please email contact at headlightsandwhitelines.com and I will personally tell you to fuck off over email uh, rather than generically as a mass audience. I'm just, hang on, just hang on. I'm writing that email down because I want a, I want a personal <laughs> fuck off from you. Yeah, um, if, yeah, no, but in all seriousness, though, we don't want to offend anyone. So if you do have anything to say, please email us at uh, get a life at gofuckyourself.com. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Yahoo address, Rich, or is that a Google Mail? <laughs> um, enough, enough of the offending. Uh, I, that is a real email, though, so I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the main thing is, um, we ran into the end of the episode, so I've been Wayne. I've been Richie. I've been Mike. And I have been the great and almighty Austin. See you on the flip side, bitches. You don't think so, but I do And I'm an ugly crier So I try not to cry in front of you And I know you always say You could never hate any part of me But there's so much I would change when I see my face I just don't believe
on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns